0: Rich racist Karen demands I park her car and calls me Hispanic slurs, so I make her dumpster dive for her keys. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. Some time ago, I had a job as a runner for a crappy horror movie company. Part of my job as a runner was to go to the bank to make various deposits and withdrawals for both the company and the boss. I went to the bank almost every day, sometimes multiple times a day. The bank was in a really upscale neighborhood, so it was not uncommon to see some really high-end cars in the nearby lot where I parked. The lot wasn't free if you were just parking to walk the area, but you could get validation if you went to certain specific businesses, like the bank a few buildings away. At this point, I had been at my job for about three and a half years, which meant I had been to this lot easily about a thousand times. I knew a lot of the workers in the area by name, including the lot workers themselves. We talked a lot, and oftentimes I could get away with not getting validation, even on days I wasn't working. I was in my mid-twenties and was often in shorts, flip-flops, and a merchandise shirt from my company. We didn't have any uniforms, so they just gave me a ton of shirts from their movies, so I would have some kind of identifier while I was out working. Now, I should mention that I'm Hispanic with pretty dark skin. I normally wouldn't even bother mentioning that, because who cares? You know who does care? Rich entitled people. I've seen my fair share of veiled racism and typecasting over the years. Heck, even at that lot, I've been asked multiple times to park people's cars. They usually apologize and look embarrassed when I point out the guys in the polo shirts and vests with the name of the lot on them. So I usually just roll my eyes and go about my day. Occasionally, I'll get someone rude that will snap their fingers at me, which I extremely hate, or chuck their keys at me. I'm usually a little more of a jerk in those instances, but nothing major. On this day, I was in a fairly poor mood. My company was starting to do some shady stuff and was screwing over employees. A lot of people hadn't been paid in weeks and I was on half checks. The only reason I got any money was because the main meat of my job had me driving anywhere from 4 to 12 hours a day, and I can't do that without gas, which they reimbursed me for on top of my paycheck. So, on my way to the bank, I bought a strawberry smoothie for lunch, as I knew there was no chance I was going to make it back to the office to eat the food I brought. I pull into the non-valet parking in the lot, chat with the attendant while I grab my ticket, and start walking towards the bank. I hear someone shouting, Jose! Hey, Jose! But I obviously ignore it, as my name is not Jose. I walk past the lady shouting when I feel something smack me in the back of the head, dropping my glasses. I picked up my glasses and and turn around and see this red in the face lady glaring angrily at me i was super ticked i looked down to see what hit me and of course it was her car and house keys this jerk literally threw her keys at a stranger's head she was driving some really nice escalade that looked like it was probably fully loaded and detailed regularly I pick up her keys and shout, What the heck, lady? She shouts back, Didn't you hear me calling you, you- Insert slur here. It's your own fault for ignoring me. I'm late for my hair appointment. Just shut up and park my car. I was absolutely dumbfounded. I tried to explain to her that I didn't work there, but she was not having it. Every time I opened my mouth, she called me something even more demeaning and racist, questioning my intelligence and threatening to get me fired. She started walking away, so I decided screw it. I quickly walked up to the restaurant next door and shouted, hey, jerk. She turned around, steaming at her ears. I said as calmly as I could manage, I don't work there. Then I dropped her keys in my half-full smoothie and chucked it as hard as I could into the restaurant's dumpster. The look on her face when the cup exploded in pink chunks as her keys dropped into a stanky dumpster was absolutely the freaking best. I walked away, flipping her off as she turned and ran back to the attendants. After I did all my bank business, I went back to the lot and saw her shouting at the lot security and pointing at me. The security guard, who of course I knew, asked me what happened. I told him she threw her keys at me, started shouting obscenities, and refused to take them back when I tried to explain that I didn't work there. And also that I threw them in my smoothie and chucked them in the trash next door. He was holding back his laughter when I finished. She tried to get him to call the cops on me, but he explained to her that she willingly gave me her keys and refused to take them back, telling her that she should have Taking that extra second to listen to what I was trying to tell her. She then demanded that one of the workers go into the dumpster and fish the keys out, but he just pointed at the sign that said that the lot takes no responsibility for lost or stolen property. He then informed her that her Escalade was blocking traffic in the lot, and that if she didn't move it in 15 minutes, he'd call a tow truck to move it. She did not like that, and she let him know she didn't through racist ranting and grandstanding. He stood there quietly the whole time and took it. When she was finally finished, he looked down at his watch and told her, You have seven minutes left, ma'am. Wouldn't you know it, she angrily trudged off towards the dumpster. We had a good laugh about it, but he told me not to do it again. As I pulled out of the lot, I got a nice view of her in the dumpster, furiously throwing everything everywhere. I honked and waved as I passed and went about my day with a big smile on my face. The next day, one of the lot guys told me that they ended up having to tow her escalade. I guess she couldn't find her keys. Oh well, hope the hairdresser didn't mind her smelling like garbage. I'm not sure about the legality of all this, or if I would have been in any actual trouble if the police Have been called. She just caught me on a bad day. I don't feel the least bit sorry about what I did though. I guess the moral of the story is don't be a racist jerk. And also, don't just give your keys to anyone like an idiot. Honestly, it doesn't matter what neighborhood you're in. This kind of behavior isn't acceptable. You're very much assuming someone's status based on nothing but their skin color. Our original poster even described what he was wearing and it sounded very casual compared to what the actual operators of the lot were wearing. And it's not like they didn't try to explain. Our Karen just wasn't going to listen. At that point, what do you have left to do? Maybe throwing them in the dumpster was a bit of a step too far. You could have just hucked them back in her direction, but I think it was kind of justified given how she was acting. Let her be humbled for a little bit. You can submit your own stories to be featured here on the channel. The story submission link is in the description below, and if you want to listen to some vibey music in the background, check out Easy Mode, also linked below, and don't forget to subscribe. Bridezilla throws a temper tantrum because we won't let her take pictures of her getting her hair done. So I work at a day spa with a full hair salon and we just opened back up for services due to shutdowns at the beginning of this month. We have strict capacity limits mandated by the government that include not allowing anyone in who doesn't have an appointment. We're currently slammed. Each day we've been booked solid, and hair between three stylists is also booked solid until late August, and that's with them opening up for extra days. If we get a cancellation, it fills up same day, sometimes within an hour. So a woman had booked an appointment to get her hair done for her wedding for this past Saturday, and had also booked her sister in to get her hair done as well. She was lucky to get a spot as it is, but there had been a cancellation. She called this past Tuesday, and the conversation is as follows. Clothes. Hi, thanks for calling X Spa. How may I help you? Hi, I have an appointment for my sister and I to get our hair done for my wedding this Saturday. Y- yes, I see that here. Okay, I need to cancel my sister's hair. It was well within our 48 hour notice policy, so whatever. But instead, she and a friend are going to come in at the same time to take pictures of me getting ready. Oh, I'm sorry, but unfortunately, we're under strict capacity limits, so anyone who isn't booked for an appointment isn't permitted to come in. As it is, if you If you were to keep your sister's appointment, which was booked with the same stylist after the bride, you would have to exit the building before she can come in for her appointment. Are you serious? That's ridiculous. Cancel my appointment as well. Yeah, I'm so so. Click. She hung up on me. So I canceled the appointment with lots of notes and made sure the rest of the desk staff as well as the owners and the stylist were aware of the situation. I'll admit we all had a bit of a chuckle at her tantrum because we don't think she realized how hard it would be to get an appointment for a Saturday at this late notice. Not to mention when every other salon is under the same rules as us. We thought that was that. The appointment booked up the same day. Fast forward to Thursday and I get a call. Hi, do you have any appointments this Saturday for a bridal updo? I'm so sorry, we're booked solid for Saturday. (sighs) Okay, thank you. As I hung up, I looked at the call display. It was the client who cancelled, calling from her sister's phone. I confirmed the name and phone number in our booking system. Exact same one. I was losing my mind. It seems like they did indeed try to book somewhere else and had no luck. So tried calling us back. Congratulations. You played yourself because you threw an adult temper tantrum the week of your wedding. When the pandemic was happening, once hairdressers finally reopened, they were absolutely slammed with appointments. It was just one of those things that was the result of everything being closed and everyone now needing the same service at the same time once they reopened. Given that this was for your wedding, maybe you shouldn't have screwed around with it. I get that you want some nice pictures of you getting your hair done, but guess what? We were all making compromises at that point. You have no one to blame here but yourself. You really screwed yourself over. Entitled customer demands that I weigh their food to make sure they got the right amount. Sure, let's do that. First, a bit of background. I own and operate a barbecue and grill restaurant. We run a special promotion for the Euro. We have a promotion for one kilogram of skewers, pork or chicken for $6.50. This happened on Saturday night. A group came to watch the match between Belgium and Portugal. One of them is a guy known to almost all of the restaurant owners in town. Let's call him Jerk. Jerk has a tendency to complain about the food in order to get freebies. Either something extra or the whole order. They place their orders and about 20 minutes later they're served. A few minutes later my head server Mary comes inside. Gimme the scales. I'm slightly confused and sweating over the grill since we had a lot of orders. What for? just give me the effing scales. I give her the electronic scales. She grabs an empty plate and heads outside. I follow her because I know something is up. She goes to the group that includes Jerk, puts the scales on the table and proclaims, let's weigh them. You see, Jerk had ordered the promotion and then said that his order was missing almost half of it and demanded four more skewers to make it correct, his words. Now, in almost any other place, he would probably be right. Most of them buy their skewers already made and they weigh between 100 and 120 grams, which means that a kilo is usually 10 skewers. But we prepare our skewers in-house, and they're much bigger, between 180 and 220 grams, which is written on the menu. So our kilo is usually 6 of them. So basically Jerk was demanding almost another kilo of meat for free. Yeah, let's weigh them, and then you can bring what you still owe me. Mary grabs the skewers and a fork and starts removing pieces of of meat and placing them on the scales. Initially, Jerk had a very smug smile, but he starts to frown when three skewers are emptied and the scale shows more than half a kilo of meat. Finally, with the second piece from the fifth skewer, the scale shows just above a kilo. Mary holds the remaining skewers and smiling smugly says, it seems you were right about the order not being correct. We put more, I'll take those back to the kitchen, waving the skewers in her hand. Enjoy your food. Mary returns smiling to the kitchen ate sullenly and the rest of his group left smirking. This is one of those scenarios that's just too perfect. This guy's been going around trying to rip restaurants off left, right and center, and he tried it again here tonight, not knowing that it would result in the exact opposite scenario for him. The only person he ripped off here was himself. He probably lost about 20% of his meal there because he just couldn't keep his mouth closed. I'm sure he's going to continue to try and still pull his usual stunts elsewhere, but maybe he'll at least learn not to question your menu. My aunt and cousin spent the week at our house and tried to pick the lock to my room. To start off, I'm going to introduce you to the cast. We have me, Sarah, my twin, Kevin, my service dog, aunt, woman who's dead to me, entitled cousin, who is also dead to me, and uncle, Sarah and I's uncle. My aunt came to spend the week with us while she was in town. As a result, this was by far the worst week of my life so far. My aunt is the type of person who firmly believes that a guest basically owns everything, and the host should do everything in their power to accommodate the guest regardless of any reason. Before anyone asks, no. Aunt didn't go crazy whenever we didn't give her something either she or cousin wanted. She would either huff and mutter under her breath, or make it a point that everyone knew how unhappy she was by talking about it loudly on the phone. But cousin, however, would act like we just murdered his firstborn. At first, everything was fine. Uncle explained the extensive ground rules that aunt and cousin needed to follow, that I was mute and why I needed Kevin, along with how to differentiate between Sarah and I. We dye our hair differently. I'm not going to go into the details of the rules except for the major one which is also the one that cousin and subsequently aunt took extreme issue with. Don't go into Sarah and original poster's room, period. I know that uncle went to great lengths to explain this rule and the importance of it. Why, you may ask? Because aunt argued with uncle about why the rule even existed, and uncle ended up having to raise his voice, which quickly ended the argument altogether finishing it with a threat of kicking aunt and cousin out of the house if he so much as hears a hint of either of them trying to enter the room. Of course, Sarah and I quickly learned how seriously they took the rule. Now the door to Sarah and I's room has two locks on it, a deadbolt and a doorknob lock. To those who may be wondering, Uncle had them installed per Sarah and I's request shortly after Uncle was granted full custody of us. Uncle of course has a key in case anything happens, but he respects Sarah and I's need for privacy, so he just calls for one of us if he needs us. For obvious reasons, neither aunt nor cousin were given a key. For the first two days, there weren't any issue. As usual, I would go straight to our room so neither of them could try to interact with me. But that didn't stop cousin from incessantly knocking and asking to come in and play on our Xbox. Sarah would say no, but when she wasn't there, I'd just slide a note under the door which promptly said no. Cliche, yes, but neither Sarah nor I trusted cousin or aunt with our cell numbers, so notes were the best thing. The third day, aunt was waiting for Sarah and I to get home. Cousin wants to play on your game system. It's an Xbox. So can you please let him in so that he can play? It'll only be for a few hours, and you can sit with him if you want. Sorry, but he's not allowed inside, and neither are you, Aunt. But he's allowed to play on the Wii. It's already hooked up to the TV in the living room. I think the controllers are next to the Wii itself. He thinks the games for it are too childish, and I agree, so will you please let him in so that he can play? You two are working all day anyway, so it won't be a problem. I'd like to point out that the only Wii games we have is the Metroid Prime series and Metroid Other M. For those who haven't played those games, they're far from childish. Sarah pointed that out, but Ant wasn't having it to her games in general were all childish and we should let him in to play or move the xbox into the living room an option that was simply out of the question sarah unlocked the door and had to actively block aunt from trying to step inside while we went into our room aunt didn't like this but when sarah casually asked if i had texted uncle that we got home safely aunt backed off with a huff yes Aunt made a point not to mention anything whenever Uncle was around. According to Sarah, both Aunt and cousin never talked about our room when he was home. They'd mind their own business or make small talk with Uncle. They eventually stopped trying to talk to Sarah after she yelled at cousin to leave her alone. The next day, Thursday, Uncle and Sarah had to go to the store for something. I forget what. I didn't think much of it and decided to play on the Xbox. Maybe around 4 hours after they left, I heard an odd scratching noise at the door. It wasn't Kevin because he was sitting next to me. I texted Sarah asking if she and uncle were back yet, but she replied saying that they were still at the store but would be home soon. By then, the doorknob was shaking and I heard aunt telling cousin to be careful and you can't force the lock. As soon as I heard that, I texted Sarah what was going on. Sarah's response surprised me. Get on that other game you play that says you died a lot and turn the volume all the way up, like the first time you played it. She was talking about Dark Souls 3 and it took me a moment to understand what she meant. Then it clicked. When booting the game up, it shows two companies' logos or game engines or something like that, and then plays loud choir music before showing the menu. Basically, when I first got the game, my ears were ringing for almost 30 minutes, and Uncle was swearing every other word while yelling to turn the volume down. Since then, I have the TV muted and then slowly turn the volume up until it's at a comfortable level that isn't on par with an air raid siren blaring in your house i wish i could say that the end result of sarah's proposition was more satisfying but it wasn't right after the loud blaring of dramatic choir music i managed to catch what i presume was the f word subsequently followed by a heavy thud followed by some smaller thuds i guess the music startled cousin or aunt and they tripped while trying to leave but i don't know the music is as i said really loud and I had my headphones on cause I didn't want my ears to be ringing. According to Sarah, when she and uncle questioned aunt, she kept demanding to know what kind of games I'm playing why I would play it so loud, and what reason would I have to play games in the first place. Ant then accused me of ruining her nap and nearly giving her a heart attack in the process. When Sarah asked why she was trying to pick the lock, Sarah mentioned two little statements I overheard. Ant claimed that she had no idea what Sarah was talking about, and that I was clearly hearing things if I play games at that volume all the time. Ant demanded that I apologize to her and cousin for having the TV at max volume and scaring aunt like that. But uncle immediately shot her down, telling her that if she ever dared to do that again, he'd kick her out. When aunts pointed out that he previously said he wouldn't hesitate to, uncle said, well, if you'd prefer I immediately take the girls at their word, then the door's right over there. Sarah then explained that Aunt wasted no time in trying to correct herself and apologize. But Uncle brushed her off. Aunt did a lot more, but that's another post when I get the time. Now, you may be wondering why we wouldn't let Aunt or Cousin into our room. Why we didn't just move the Xbox into the living room. The reason is that Sarah and I have a very deep distrust towards anyone in general, doubles for anyone in our family, which was developed over the entirety of our time in high school. When Uncle told us about Aunt's impending arrival, we weren't sure what to think. To Sarah and I, our family's dead to us, so finding out that we had an aunt who hadn't disowned us was a bit of a shock, but we weren't about to welcome them with open arms. Uncle made our views very clear to aunt, and even went so far as to have her explain to Sarah that she understood our apprehensiveness. I couldn't bring myself to be there because of my anxiety about the whole situation, so Sarah explained it to me afterwards. So aunt knew full well just why we were refusing to let either of them into our room where we we spent a vast majority of our time. With aunt and cousin in the house, our room was the only place we could go to relax in peace. So we weren't about to let someone we only just met into our one place that we can call our own. Regardless, I doubt we're gonna be seeing my jerk aunt or entitled cousin again anytime soon. I'm sorry, your uncle made it very clear what the rules were. Regardless of whether they were given context or not, when it's made that clear to you and you can see how aggressively you guys are trying to defend your room, it's obviously pretty important to you that you don't want anyone in there. As a matter of common respect, you should just kind of accept that. I get it, the kid's bored, but you know what? That's not their problem. Find some other way to occupy the kid. The girls want to be left alone. That's their prerogative. Trying to force your way in is just taking it to another level. Any small amount of trust there was is definitely gone now. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories. Or if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot. Everything's linked in the description.